Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and thanks for joining us for this Exploring Awareness Conversation, really. I'm Lisa, and Frank is here. How are you doing, Frank? I'm doing great, Lisa. Great to be here tonight. We're grateful that you are here listening as well. We're on this path of exploring awareness. We talk about the different ways awareness can open our hearts and our minds and our lives. And stick with us for the whole thing because Frank's going to lead us in a guided meditation at the end. And they're always, they're always amazing. I always appreciate that. So today we want to talk about awareness and how that might apply to a challenging medical situation. Frank is an OBGYN and he has the pleasure and the honor of helping bring new lives into the world, but I don't think that's necessarily what we want to talk about tonight. It could be a metaphor for some of the things we talk about tonight. That's certainly sure. Pregnancy and labor and childbirth is a journey, you know, a journey through some physical issues for sure. And if you're a man, perhaps listening, we don't want you to say, oh no, this isn't for me. It is for you because we're going to talk about all kinds of medical situations and, and, you know, I've, I'm a radio person and I've made my career on talking about my personal life a lot. And I don't necessarily want to go too deep into it, but I recently got a medical diagnosis that is kind of scary. And I surprised myself in how I reacted. I, I'm not freaking out. I mean, I'm not happy about it. And it makes me, you know, wonder you know, every day am I going to wake up the next day? It's pretty. It's a pretty serious diagnosis. But I think because of these conversations that I've had from this podcast about exploring awareness and about being in the present moment and meditating, and I think that helped me. I think that helped me react. And I thought, what can we talk about in this conversation to help you? Perhaps you're facing uh, mind's a heart issue. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Maybe you have cancer. Maybe you have chronic pain. There's so many different things that people are dealing with. That I thought we should have this conversation that we can help people deal with those situations. Well, Lisa, well, thanks for sharing that. That is, I think, a, a really good way to start. And I did hear you say how to react. And we always talk about reaction and response. Right. And, you know, it's easy to use those words interchangeably, but what I'm hearing from you is a response, actually. And uh, there certainly are reactions, you know, to, to, right. to diagnoses. And, and, and reactions are very uncomfortable, right? They're uncontrolled sometimes. And, you know, I've had to have conversations with people who are having mm. reactions to, to diagnoses or, or reactions to chronic conditions and, and, and reactions to pain. And those type of reactions really can send you spinning, right? Mm. Spinning into the past, spinning into the future. And so when we talk about exploring awareness, we've talked about becoming aware of the breath, aware of the body, aware of the thoughts, and aware of the emotions, whatever is happening in the present moment. And so whether they're good or bad, they are still happening and they're happening in the present moment. And so, you know, I wonder, or I suspect, and, and for me as well, to have a tool, you know, to have a, mm. 
an anchor, a, a, a place that you can go when you are reacting, no matter what, what you're reacting to. And so, you know, tonight we're talking about health conditions and pain and uh, things that we don't want. Right. And, and it seems kind of paradoxical to stop and be aware of them, but resisting them is also adds a lot to the pain and leads to even more suffering. One of the conversations that we've had that I uh, always try to talk to my kids about to the point where they think it's almost funny now is equanimity about being calm, <laughs> being calm under all circumstance. My son's a, a, a doctor as well. And I, and I want him to, to hear this and have this. And you don't have to be a doctor to have equanimity. But I think, I don't know, I, I feel like I've gotten to my inner calm. I, somehow I've reached to my core and I, through these conversations and being aware and responding versus reacting and all these things that I've learned from myself that hopefully people listening are learning as well really helped me when, when I got the news of this, of this not great diagnosis. I, I mean, I did say, discuss it over and over again because I said, when I hang up the phone, I don't want to freak out. So can we just just clarify this one more time. What does this mean? And the, and the medical assistant, who I'll be honest, is not the most compassionate person I've ever spoken to, just said, live your life. <laughs> oh, she said, live your life. Live your life. Which I thought, in, you know, it's been a week now. And I thought, you know what? That's not bad news. I mean, not a bad way to present it. Live your life. It's like, just lighten up and live your life, which I think is good advice in all circumstances, really. Yeah, she's like, live each moment. Right. And, and as if it's your last moment, but, but right. it's not, that's not really completely how to frame it. But, you know, living each moment as it is, because that's really what's true to us is what's in the present moment. What happened in the past is gone. What's going to happen in the future, you just do not know. Because I know people with your diagnosis do fine as well. You know, they get their treatment and they and they uh, have their procedures or whatever, and then they're fine, you know. But uh, you don't know that right now. But, uh, but that's the most likely scenario. But, you know, there's other scenarios as well. But living out there in the future is just, even now, even saying that makes me confused and who knows what's going to happen so the so living your life yeah what does that mean to you right well i've i've thought about it a lot and I'm, i've been meditating a lot and and to put it together i thought about love myself and live my life because yeah. i keep hearing more and more about that and more and more people are talking about it and i think it sounds oh love yourself it sounds so simple and i know it's not simple but how about this how about if you just walk through life and say love myself and live your life i think there's so much takeaway and so many benefits to that mindset at least for me well and so loving yourself and we've had several conversations about this is possible only truly from from a sense of unconditional love and so whatever is happening to your body and you said you've connected back to your core which mm-hmm. my we, home we we use the word peace or equanimity is another word for peace 
and, and joy of being and love and kind of generosity of heart. And so, you know, love is that um, when you're able to, to get to your home and you're, and you're not judging, you're not resisting, you know, what's left. It's, it's, it's a, it's a kind of a love and it's a, and it's so, it's such a joyful kind of place to be that you're not burdened by all the judgments and all the fear. It's like, joyous and loving and and there is that equanimity or peace that comes with that again these are innate qualities that you know the peace that path this all and passes all understanding you know it isn't a piece that you think up it's just there like mm-hmm. wow at home it, they're just it's just being you know and whatever is so you're sick with a with your condition, you've got cancer, you've got COVID, you have some mm-hmm. other chronic problem that, that you don't want to have. Behind all that, you're still you. You're still that mm. the essence. That, I know you love that word, the essence, yeah. the truth of the matter. And these other things are conditions that are happening in your life. And so you kind of bring awareness to those conditions and uh, you rest as awareness. And so in it's in the awareness that these things become transformed. So the fear becomes transformed into presence. Are you ever hard on yourself? We talk about self-love and self-compassion a lot. Are you Frank Anderson ever hard on yourself? Absolutely. Mind and my brain and my conditioning get triggered by things. And so I can be triggered for uh, several minutes to several hours. And, you know, you get lost in those things sometimes. That's completely normal. But it's in the becoming aware of it you know and and we can do that when we practice meditation like we become used to becoming aware of these things once you know that you've spun out and become hard on yourself or living in the past or future once you know it then it's like you, you transition it's like oh there i go again there i go again the i being the one that's doing all those things but the part of you that's aware now notices that this ego or whatever you want to call it has spun out of control. And that's when you have the opportunity then for the peace and the joy and the love and the equanimity. It's like some compassion for yourself. How about being aware of what you're saying to yourself? And I'll tell you why I say that because we talk about self-compassion and self-love and I know how important it is. And we've talked about how to get there. I'm going to be really open and honest and vulnerable. What do I have to lose at this point? I actually made myself cry last week. I was so mean to myself. I was just sitting here and I was saying something and I'm, I start, you know, beating myself up and I'm like, stop. I'm like, I had to stop myself. I was aware of what was happening. I was aware of the self-talk that I had going on at that moment. And I just said, why are you so mean to yourself? And I think so many people really need to think about that and, and, and be aware of that. Because it was, it was a painful moment for me. But, you know, why are we so mean to ourselves? 
And so you transformed that meanness into presence. I did, but it was painful. It was, well, a, sad, it was a sad moment for me. Okay, too. The other thing is, we talked about this, I think, last time, is, or the time before, about resistance. You're kind of conditioned to resist pain. You're conditioned to resist weakness, you know, resist mm. fear. It's like, you know, how did I get to this point? And, you know, judging yourself and, and all of those things. It's, they're normal parts of the brain. We've been trained to think that way. And so there can be some compassion for, the, for, that, for that. It's almost like a, a script, you know, it's like something we've learned. When you become aware of it, you're like, oh, that's, that's just a script because, because that's not true, you know. And you certainly have a lot of compassion and you wouldn't talk to me that way, but you would talk right. to yourself that way. Yeah. And you've actually said that to me before. When, I've, when I'm coming down hard on myself, you've, you've been kind enough to say, now, is, would you talk to me that way? And I wouldn't. So why do we do that to ourselves? That makes me so, you know, sad. Well, it's just we do. We just do. Why? Who knows why? But we do. It may be a survival instinct. It may mm -hmm. be the voice of your mother. I mean, who knows why? Mm -hmm. So you mentioned resistance, and I know a lot of people who are in denial, and I know avoidance. Resistance, denial, and avoidance are, are, are pretty prevalent coping mechanisms, I think, for a lot of people. But let's talk about that going into the pain. Let's talk about the benefit of basically the, achieving the opposite feeling by facing these fears or in facing the pain. How, how does that work? The one way I like to look at it, and I learned this from listening to a Shinzen Young, a Buddhist teacher and psychologist. I think he's a psychologist. And, and also Tara Brock and Jack Kornfield talk about this. When people experience pain or, or a medical condition, it's, it, it usually isn't just the pain that they're experiencing. Yes, there, there could be some, some pain there. But, you know, mixed into that is a lot of other stuff. You know, there's fear mixed into that. There's regret mixed into that. There's judgment mixed into that. There's like blaming mixed into that. All these things are going to come together and they're just blurred. Hmm. And, and it leads to a lot of suffering and depression and anxiety, right? So you're just like, oh, you're just like, it's all mixed in together. And it's, it's suffering that they say pain times resistance equals suffering. So when we talk about using mindfulness techniques and exploring awareness. I know this sounds crazy, but you know, you sit and you start to investigate this pain that what, it's like mindfulness of the body and mindfulness of the thoughts and mindfulness of the emotions. So what's, what's making up all of this? And so, yes, you've got a diagnosis, Right, so that's there, and you've got some fear, probably a lot of fear about what that what that's going to mean for you in the future, and maybe you have some regret. How did this happen? Maybe you should have gone to the doctor sooner. Yep. Or taking your medications as prescribed. 
Yeah, all those things. If you gave each one of those 10 points and you weren't looking at them individually, you might get 500 points if you have five things going on. But if you stop and be curious about it, curious about your pain, that's what I'm asking you to experiment with. But if it doesn't work, then, then, then stop. But give it a try and be curious about the pain. Be in, Investigate what's going on. And then what it's, what it's said is that the, the pain may be then 10 points and you just, and then fear might be 10 points. Instead of multiplying, you, they get added. So you, you get a score of 50 instead of a score of 500, right? So it's like, okay, so I've got that. In the becoming awareness of the fear, like you, like you were just saying before, it, it transforms into presence. Hmm. And the Can we talk about that for a minute? Become aware of fear, and that transforms in a presence. Yes, exactly. How does that work? I mean, I hear it, but I would just, can we just talk about? It's, it's, exper- it's experiential, right? Yeah. There's fear that you have to react to when you're, you know, the, the tree is falling down. But I'm talking about this in, this fear of the future. Right. And so first of all, you have to know that you have fear of the future. And you may have to sit and realize that you've got fear of the future. But just like in mindfulness of the emotions, when you see the emotion there in front of you, the part of you that sees it, the awareness part actually doesn't have fear. The awareness part is still. And so fear is in your view, but you are still. And so that's how it gets transformed, right? So the fear so, is in your view, but you are still, and so you're, okay. I does get that it. make sense? Does that yeah, it does. Sense? It, it just takes a second to really see it. Yes, and it's, exp- it's going to be an experience. Um, it kind of can make sense, but, but that making sense isn't going to help you. It's the right. experience of it, like, I can actually find peace in fear. And I can actually find peace in the pain. And I can find peace in the regret. And I can find peace in the judgment. And when you return home like that, those things start to fall off. They don't, they're not serving you. They're causing suffering. Hmm. And when you see that, you know, it's like, you know, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I'm, it's a it's a reflex. It's automatic. It's something that is happening. But I actually do have some ability to, I wouldn't say be in control of it, but for it to not affect you. It's like as if you're a Teflon pan. Okay, but what about people who go so far, who go so far to say that if you feel your pain, that can change to pleasure and joy. Pleasure and joy can come from feeling your pain. Let's talk. I think that sounds so extreme. I'm judging it. I'm just saying that right now. That's like, what? Because people are listening like what I'm facing. If someone's facing cancer, if they're in chronic pain, there's so many different medical things that happen. And you're telling me that I can take that pain and I can turn it into joy. 
How is that possible? Have you heard of anyone laugh in the face of fear? Mm, well, I was thinking of facing your fear. I was thinking about that when you were talking about it. So how do you find joy in pain? Well, okay, that, yeah. That's a big stretch. And There are some people who think that can be transformed like that. Who think, I think if you really embrace the pain, and maybe that's the, you got to go through it. What is it? The only way out of it is through it. Is that what we're talking about? Or is there something else that goes along with that? Like embrace the pain and turn it into joy. Well, you can, well this is something I cannot talk about from our first person experience. Mm -hmm. I have not, thank, thank goodness, knock on wood, have not experienced that type of pain. Right. Although I've been around people in labor with that kind of thing. Yeah. So what do you tell them? I don't think, I don't think anyone is going to necessarily feel joy in their pain. So I would have to. Yeah, but they get a baby out of it. So there's the joy from that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. No, a lot of people in labor do, um, you know, let's say lose presence. <laughs> and right. Because the pain is overwhelming and it oftentimes they need to be doing pushing, you know, to get the baby out. And so, you know, it's, it, it takes some guidance for people to say, okay, come back into your body and take a deep breath. We're always talking about breathing during labor, you know, labor, labor classes are about breathing because it's right. about centering back in your body, getting yourself together so that you can respond with pushing as opposed to reacting with kind of fear and panic. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing to be with people who are in the throes of labor and they say, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm like, I know they can do it. Um, because I see this all the time. I know they can do it. They don't know they can do it. Then they do it. And then they have a baby and it's like, it's, it's like running a marathon and finish, yeah. you know, it's like you can do it. I know you can do it. Well, can there be any comparison to like going through pain and birthing a better future or birthing a better version of yourself? Or, I mean, is there any comparison between the two situations? Well, I'll tell you, I, think what's possible is that that once you stop resisting the pain you could feel such a sense of relief mm. and the physical part of the pain might still be there but the resistance and fear and regret and judgment and all those things it just once that goes you could just you know have a sigh of relief and say now the pain is there and the pain comes and the pain goes think you can meditate pain away the the body is sending you know those pain signals to you and it's trying to tell you something and so you know people with you know like um disc problems and all that pain comes with a lot of suffering as well i do will stick by the fact that your inner sense of peace and joy and love and generosity are still there and yes, the pain is pulling you out of it, but it's all still there. So, you know, if I'm ever in that situation, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. Well, hopefully not. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But so two things. I thought that meditation was 
a, rec- a recommendation for people who are in pain as a way to deal with pain that meditation is offered as a way to cope with it or oh absolutely yeah the mindfulness-based stress reduction uh group works a lot with people with pain you know who aren't responsive to medical care and um you know they're still having pain despite drugs so it is a tool it's it, it, oh definitely is a tool okay one of my favorite parts of when you lead a guided meditation, which there will be at the end of this episode, is when you were, you were being aware of the body and you, you like say your knee and your knee might hurt a little and just, you know, let it come and go. And I, I, I don't know why I just find that so helpful. I don't, for, I don't have knee pain. So well, if we're talking about our aches and pains, but I think a lot of people do. And I think it's just a, way, a great way to reference it, but just, I don't know if you're not really saying ignore it, but you're saying acknowledge it and kind of like move past it. Is that what you're saying? Well, I do. I do think, you know, people have different pain tolerances. Right. Yeah. And because I think people have different, uh, you know, different needs to resist pain. So I think if you aren't as resistant to pain and let it be what it is, it's just not going to be as much suffering as it would be as if you're resisting it. Why is that? Because the resistance adds adds to the pain. It adds another layer of of um, kind of unreality. You can resist the pain all you want, but that's not going to change it. You know, you don't want the pain, but when you become aware that you're resisting the pain, resisting something that you can't, it's like a it's kind of a reality check. It's like this: the pain is here. Once the resistance goes that the pain is not going to be kind of as intense or is causing you so much extra angst. And so I think that's really huge. I think let's say that again. So you have pain and you're resisting it, but when you stop resisting it, it, it's, it eases it a little bit, eases the experience. The experience is going to be different because there's, there's no longer that resistance there to it. So often we're adding to our own pain. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. I think that's true physically and emotionally, actually. I think so, too. And that's why we said in the previous episode, the only way out is through. And who wants to do that? And who wants to do that? It just doesn't seem no logical. Well, or fun. Or fun. But it's put in the work, right? It's, it's the D word that you like to say. Is, it, is that a discipline? It, well, it, it is. And it's also... A little faith, a little discipline. But, you know, if, if, if you don't have any alternatives, you ought to try this and, and see. I mean, if you were laying in your, your, your bed, you know, with COVID and my mm. God, again, knock on wood, I haven't been through this experience, but many people have. And what do you do once you get COVID and you have to sit in your apartment for two weeks and wonder if you're going to have to be in the hospital. That must be a really difficult thing to do. So you've got two choices. You just stay in the present moment and you write that book you've always wanted to write. Or you sit and you worry about potentially going to the hospital. Two weeks goes by, you don't go to the hospital. And then you've kind of wasted the whole two weeks. You could have written your novel. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think I think that's very useful. I, it just occurred to me that our favorite, one of our favorite poets, David White, just posted something on Facebook called Pain. Did you happen to see that? 
No, I didn't. I just remembered it. He said, pain is a doorway to the here and now. Physical or emotional pain is an ultimate form of ground, saying to each of us, in effect, there is no other place than this place, no other body than this body, no other limb or joint or pang or sharpness or heartbreak, but this searing presence. Pain asks us to heal by focusing not only on the place the pain is felt, but also the actual way the pain is felt. Pain is a form of alertness, and particularly pain is a way in. I mean, it goes on and on. There's many, many paragraphs to it. But he says, and this is this whole thing that I'm, the, I think is so difficult to grasp. But he says, pain is reluctant but unavoidable appreciation. Appreciation, most of all, for the simplest possibility of a pain-free life. All the rest is a miraculous bonus. So it's like there's pleasure in pain and work through the pain. And I think people who are in pain think, I always say this a lot, easy for you to say, but it's out there and it's a possibility. And that's why I thought it was so important that's to right. have this conversation. for us to say. And if there's people right now listening in pain, they're mm-hmm. like, you don't know what my situation is. Right, so right. how can you talk about that? And my answer to that would be, because we're talking and we're thinking and we're trying to make sense out of it and you can't do you can't you can't make sense out of it to be mm-hmm. honest with your brain you can talk about it and then be theoretical about it but we're not talking about thinking here we're talking about i'm going to use the word exploring awareness again and we're talking about entering a space that we as homo sapiens sapien, the ape that knows that it knows, we have the ability for something different. And no matter how rare that is, and no matter how hard it might seem, and how ridiculous it might seem, I'm asking people to give it a try. Because what have you got to lose? Uh, And we're not making this up. This is not your and my idea. Obviously, there's a lot of people and teachers who have been through this and and talk about it. So it's talked about in so many different ways for thousands of years. Now, we happen to be Frank and Lisa on the Exploring Awareness podcast, speaking from it from a completely kind of secular conversational perspective style but you can have other people talking about it during a buddhist talk or 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 a meditation retreat or other places you'll hear this over and over again i'm not sure what the what you might hear at a christian church about this or in a jewish church how they would talk about pain but i suspect it would be very you know similar using different words you know to just to be present to it right present moment awareness And I think there's lessons in the pain. I think, you know, I've always been the type of person because of everything I've been through in my life is like you, life can change in a minute. I've seen it, I've experienced it and it happens. And I wasn't caught off guard to get more, not great news. I don't want to even call it bad news. I don't, I'm very aware of the words that come out of my mouth and the power and the energy that they have. But I mean, for me, it's like, I'm like, I feel like I'm face to face with God and I'm face to face with figuring things out. And there's a lesson in this. And I find that I'm hoping that there's some personal 
healing in this experience for me. I'm kind of on this personal strengthening healing journey to begin with. And to get a serious medical diagnosis, I I feel like hopefully I can learn something from it. And there's yeah, more it, healing in it for me. Sometimes it's it's better to have a wake-up call yeah. like pain. If, you're, if everything is going fine, you know, you might right, never really get a chance to wake up to this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes a little disruption, a little problem is, is, is the catalyst. And I think uh, we talked about this a while ago with COVID is like, you're stuck at home. You're stuck in the pandemic. How can you transform that into presence? It, it's a wake up call. It's like, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. So in that awareness, you know, that's when you can really transform things. And I see people doing that too. I think it's really interesting. It's like accepting what is, accepting the present moment being. And we're we're being aware that we're doing that. Some people are doing that and they're not aware that they're doing it. And the awareness kind of adds that intentional component, that that access to that tool. Well, this whole pandemic experience, I mean, I, I, there are moments like, I just want my life back. You know, I just want to be able to go somewhere. Or I just want to hug who I want to hug when I want to hug them. You know, that that's really been difficult for me. But on the other hand, I have learned so much and I have grown so much. And it it is an opportunity. It is an opportunity to better yourself and better your life and better all of us. I don't necessarily think it's going in that direction, but it is an opportunity. And But it goes back to that. I think that's a large, large view you have to have, that there is possibility in pain. You can get joy and healing out of your struggles. It's your choice how to look at it. That's how I'm choosing to look at it. Either I can curl up in a ball and cry, or I can say, hey, What's in this for me? What am I supposed to be learning from this? And I'm not going to waste my time freaking out about it. Don't waste your time freaking out. And, and then we do see people resisting, you know, right. very strongly. And, you know, it looks like suffering to me to yeah. be resisting so hard. And it's like, um, okay, the re- but the the resistance seems like a, a suffering. It's, you know? Do you know what I mean? It just seems very hard. Well, like you said that already, you're making it worse. It's like what you what you resist persists. Yeah. And I've had it described to me, and I think of it this way: like you're in a. I love to swim, so you're in a pool. And I used to I used to spend my entire summer swimming at the neighborhood swim club, and so you, I would be in water a lot. And like if you're playing different things, and somebody throws you a ball, and you have a ball in the water, and you try to push it underneath the water, and how it just bounces up even higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I think of when I think of what you resist persists and probably makes it worse don't you think yeah i think so so if you're resisting you know wearing a mask and resisting the science there's a certain amount of surrender that comes from like giving up your needs and wants it's not a it's not a it's not it's not giving up it's just it's just like letting go of your fixed ideas and being present to what actually is. And there's no doubt there's a pandemic and no doubt you, 
may have it and not know it and no doubt you can spread it or someone could give it to you and there's just you don't know so you know to, to to rest into that and just accept it as opposed to resisting it the resistance just leads to lots and lots of angst and suffering and conflict and i like the thought that you can lessen your pain by letting go a little bit because yeah. i think being anxious about it and holding on to it could make it worse yes that's right what you resist persists and um, pain times resistance equals suffering Pain times resistance equals suffering. You said that earlier, and I did want to go back to that. Pain times, we're making, we're making a math problem out of it, right? Wait, yay, <laughs> math. Formulas here to <laughs> Right, now I'm in pain for sure. Um, do you like math? Are you a math guy? Oh, yeah, I've done lots of math. Um, I don't spend a lot of time doing math right now. Yeah. Well, I know you're a graph. You're always like, did you see that graph? And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> yes. All right. So pain, what was that again? Pain times? Pain times resistance equals suffering. Now, nobody wants to suffer, do they? Well, ultimately, I think people would, would like to end their suffering. Right. Yes. Please. Some people feel comfortable suffering mm. they might not know what it's like to not suffer mm-hmm. and so i think that um, it's like some people think suffering is, is just gonna happen so but again if you knew you were doing that and you knew there was there's actually a way not to suffer it might might interest you um i suspect that the people listening to the podcast are interested in ending suffering or reducing suffering. And so if you want to reduce your suffering, then we're talking about this. Um, we're talking about pain and resistance. And we're talking about becoming aware of the resistance, knowing that you have resistance, and transforming that resistance into presence. Now, the physical sensations of pain may be there, but they're going to be a lot different a lot less intense, a lot less magnified without the resistance. I hope people listening to this, if they know someone who's dealing with a health situation or pain, or, or they might recommend that they listen to this. I, ho- I hope we've said some helpful things that will help end suffering or curb your suffering or lessen your pain. I mean, I, I'm like that... <sighs> To a fault, apparently, I've been told that I, I always thought I was on this planet to, to distract people, and, and if I can bring joy to a moment, then I felt that that was my calling, because I think because I grew up in such pain and such dysfunction. Oh, to distract. Yeah, I got, I call myself the great distractor. Yeah, I've, I've been with friends who seeking medical treatment. I've I had a friend who had breast cancer. We would go to the oncology. I'd go to her oncologist visits with her and sit in the in the waiting room, and we'd be laughing because I wanted to distract her from the entire experience. But again, that's I think a choice about what you want to focus on. You know what we how you're going to process that moment. So. You know, if I can, if we can listen, lessen your pain or, or help you get a different perspective, then I'm, 
I'm, I'm hoping that's what people are hearing from this conversation. And, and, and in this case, we're not distracting from the yeah, right. actually feeling into it completely. Yes. yes. And, and, and evaluating the pain and seeing what the different components are. And it's going to be easy, very easy for, you know, your, your mind to, to dismiss all of this as ridiculous. <laughs> and, you know, we can do the guided meditation to help as well because, because your, your brain may not be able to just figure this one out. Um, but perhaps if you feel into it and we do a guided meditation, the experiential part may give you a glimpse and uh, it doesn't, I'm not promising anything with this meditation. I'm, this meditation is not meant to, you know, solve your pain, make the pain go away or solve the problems. No, no, it's, it's meant to bring you home to a place deeper that then your experience of pain may be different. It may be you know, less clouded over by all the other things that you see, right? So this isn't a prescription, you know, to get rid of pain by any means. And it's also an invitation to try it out on your own because what's happening in the present moment is happening in the present moment, no matter what you do. Right. Let's see if just being compassionate, connecting to your own compassion has over time, it may change things. It's, it's also frequently looking back. It's like, Oh, you know what? My day was different today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, Oh, I meditated and I've still got pain. No, you know, you meditate, you, you investigate, you start that process and you go through your day. And at the end of the day, you might say, you know, that was, that day wasn't so bad because all that resistance and fear and all this other stuff didn't happen. I actually got some things done today. You know, I think that you've had those experiences too. Yeah, absolutely. When you meditate. And then you, you, he's like, okay, I just meditated, big deal, but. It's more like an organic, like like we call bottom-up change. It's like when you move around a little differently, and by the end of the day, it's like, oh, that was interesting. That wasn't so, it wasn't a bad a day, you know? And you do it again, and it's like, huh. You know, it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, our minds want instant gratification and results, and I'm not promising that. Um, it's, this is, that's not what this is about. This isn't like taking a pill. You know, this is a shift in the perspective. And just like a ship taking off from port, just a small correction in where it goes at the start will lead to a completely different country, you know, a month later. Hmm. So you're going to lead us into meditation now? So, yeah, and so I just, you know, I want to to really welcome the people that are having pain right now. And if you've never thought about this or considered it, you know, there's a lot out there by really good people like Tara Brock 
and Jack Kornfield and John Kabat-Zinn and Dan Siegel and others who provide more guided meditations and more comprehensive treatments on this. And you, know, you can read on and on and on and get so much support from people who've been through the same thing and who have found quite a bit of peace and refuge within their own selves. And so, so with that, we'll, we'll do our contribution to that. And so for those of you who've been following us all along, you'll know what to do. But for those of you that are listening tonight for the first time, we're going to do a guided meditation and, and let's, let's not even put words on, but let's just, let's work on it on a, let's have an intention, let's say of an experience that, it doesn't rely on thinking so much, but on on connecting to your being. And we've got 15 or 20 minutes to do this. So for the next 15 or 20 minutes, let's try something different. And it's only 15 minutes. If you want to go back to the old way, you can stop in the middle anytime you want, or you can wait and then go back. Or at the end of this, you might say, huh, that, that, that feels better. I'd like to keep working with that. So it's your choice. I'm not asking you to believe anything. I'm not asking you to um, give up anything. I'm asking you to spend 15 minutes in the present moment. And I will use that time to kind of help guide you there. Now, you may get into a comfortable position, and maybe sitting isn't your comfortable position. Maybe laying down is better for you. Maybe standing up is better for you. Maybe on a tilt is better for you. Maybe, you know, who knows? What, it doesn't matter. But just being in a comfortable position where you can be alert and, and stay awake. And so you're in your position and just feel your body where it is. And so hold your body still. And if there's pain in your body, cancer cells in your body, blood clots in your body, okay, it's all there. 20 minutes, nothing's gonna change. And so, so with the intention of letting whatever is happening in the present moment to be what it is, And irregardless of what's going in, on in your body and what's going on in your brain, you are breathing.
and you may be breathing on your own. You could even be breathing on a machine, but you're breathing. And, and I know that because you're alive. And we are all doing the exact same thing right now. And so before we were doing this, you were also breathing and you were not aware that you were breathing. Now I want you to notice the difference between just breathing and knowing that you're breathing. And you, to help you stay focused on that, you can feel the air go over your nose and fill your lungs, which fill to a certain point, and then the process reverses. And sometimes when you're starting out meditating, you, you could just do this for 20 minutes. And just stay focused on the breath. And you can be able to do that for a couple of minutes. Then, you know, you're gonna have a thought then you're going to start going off on a thought. Well, be aware of that thought. Be aware that your mind is drifting and bring it back to the breath. Because right now we're just doing awareness of the breath. And uh, you might feel a pain, a pain in your body. Okay, acknowledge the pain. Go back to the breath. And if the pain is it's too excruciating, you can stand up or change your position or if you need to go take some pain medicine. Decide if that's really what you need to do, or can you just be with the pain right now? Let the pain be there, go back to the breath. And then the thought comes, I don't want pain, I don't like pain. That's a thought, back to the breath.
If you'd like to be miserable about your pain, wait until after. But right now, the pain is there. You're breathing. And so you settle down here, the awareness, you know, starting to be awakened. Let's take awareness down to the bottoms of your feet. And maybe there's no pain there. It's, it's nice to find places in your body that don't have pain. And when you're feeling pain, you can, you know, become aware of a different part of your body that feels good because likely there's both. And so you can feel your feet, the bottoms of your feet and your toes and the top of your feet. Sometimes, you know, when you're meditating and you take your shoes and socks off, they feel good and they're no longer carrying your weight. And my feet often feel very, very like relieved, happy. You can feel them. Not working. Kind of even might be glowing. Now that you're aware of them, you know, being there after you've been walking on them all day, again, unconsciously, we're bringing them into consciousness and then going up to your ankles and then the, the bones and the muscles that go from your ankle to your knee. And see, do they, are they hurt? Do they hurt or do they just feel neutral, feel good? And then your knees. And a lot of people do have pain in their knees. And if you do, you can just notice the quality of the pain with, with interest, with curiosity. It's like, oh, the pain gets worse and then it goes down. Or the pain just stays at the same level and it feels like a burn or a pinch or a stab. What, what is it like to just be aware of that without judging, without resisting, just the quality of the pain? We'll do that any place you're feeling pain along the body scan. 
And then moving up then to the thighs and the hips and then to the pelvis. You know, the pelvic bone there connects the hips and people will get pain in the hip. With, you know, hip joints, or you may have a artificial hip joint. You know, how do those areas feel? And so you've got both of your legs. Kind of woken up. Connecting to your pelvic bones and then coming up from your pelvis and lower abdomen. So people can have problems there with their organs and digestion and tumors. Right now, we're just being present to the reality of the situation. And as thoughts and judgments come up, Perhaps they can be put on like a train car and just let them go in front of you and not stop right now. We're just being present to the body. And then moving up the chest and feeling the lungs, the breast tissue. People sometimes have tumors there being treated and the fear comes up the worry okay but just being present to what is a different way than usual Maybe even you feel resistance to being aware of the fear. What if the fear went away? You know, so sometimes resistance comes up. Resistance to just accepting what's in the present moment. So you can be aware of resistance. And then maybe take a breath and just connect back to the awareness. And then we'll move to the back. You know, frequently there'll be pain in the back, a muscle spasm, 
maybe you're, you start to slouch a little bit and the muscles pulling and it's not getting enough blood so it aches and you shift your position back maybe that pain changes so moving up from the lower back middle back upper back where your shoulders tense. And maybe you didn't know, so you become aware of the tension in your shoulders and they just drop. It's like, oh, I didn't even know that I had tension there. You bring awareness and they relax. And then coming out to your hands and feeling your fingers. And maybe there's arthritis in the fingers. From all the work you did with your hands. But for now, we're just being present, arthritis, pain comes and goes, or it's constant. The awareness sees that in your body. The awareness is still and present. And then moving up your wrists and the lower arm and the elbow and upper arm to your neck and so now your whole body is alive or animated with awareness no matter what's going on in it on it pain whatever your organs your skin it's all right there And then moving up the back of your head and the sides of your head, top of your head, and all the muscles of your face around your eyes and nose and mouth, chin, your tongue, your throat. Being aware of those.
And so this awareness now can be aware of the brain and all the things that it does. Your brain is your computer and it's got wires out to the whole body. And so it's where the pain is kind of processed. So let's have a look as awareness of that. And that's where the fear is going to come from that organ in your brain. And the um, fear of the future and the, you know, the instinctual evolutionary resistance that we should have and avoidance. It's natural for our primitive brain to not want that. But here we're, we're being aware that our brains are doing it. But somehow the awareness or the mindfulness that your brain is doing it has a sense of stillness to it. It's not your brain, it's the awareness of the brain, it's the awareness of the thoughts, the awareness of how thoughts and pain and memories and you know future predictions turned into emotions of fear and sadness and right now with our awareness we're just watching that play out while awareness stays still and calm and loving loving smile compassionate smile on you as your struggle. And uh, the struggle, the resistance. Maybe you come to see it's futile. You can't change it with all of that. Maybe that even brings a sense of joy, a sense of peace, of finally just being with what is. And these things get transformed. You see, an experience resonates. And so all the thinking is happening under the, under the awareness. And the awareness sees the thinking, and the awareness is peaceful. And, and joyous and loving, no matter 
what else is going on. You have access to this essence. And not because you figured it out, not because you believe it, but because you can experience it for yourself. Maybe in the experience, it connect you to everyone else that's ex experiencing it from a place of awareness. And maybe from that, there can be a realization, realization of, of a, something even larger, larger sense of unity and peace with all beings. Okay, and then, of course, some thought will overcome, a daydream, a sudden fear, a reminder of chemo tomorrow, Okay, let's go back to your breath as your anchor or your feet and start over again, just becoming aware of the breath, aware of the body, aware of the thoughts aware of the emotions, rest as awareness. Be open to a realization of your true nature. And please be patient with yourself because you may have to do, go back to the breath a thousand times, 10,000 times, 100,000 times. And that's okay, there's nobody judging. And so now we'll close by taking three breaths and then opening your eyes.
And we'll check in with Lisa, who represents the listeners who just had this meditation. And I'm smiling, my loving smile. You just can't see it. Oh. Sign of the times knows we're wearing masks all the time. <laughs> but nobody can see it. But yes, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Thank you so much. What's bringing, what's your, what are you smiling about? I like their whole conversation. I, you know, I just, I feel better. I mean, I'm the one who started this by telling you I've got this serious health diagnosis and I still feel okay. So I think everything we talked about tonight reinforced everything I've learned over the last six months. And if it can help me, I'm hoping it can help other people. And then you do this amazing meditation that I, you know, like if you, when you said if you have chemo tomorrow, which thank goodness I don't, but I think people listening who might, how useful that might be for them. That's, you know, that's what this is all about, bringing peace and love and joy in the most unlikely places. And I would think that would definitely be one of those. Right. And so by doing this kind of work, like we said, it just you move into that a little differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is there is this opportunity for peace within. It can't be thought up, mm-hmm. you know, but it can be experienced. And so my wish for everybody is that um, that you work with this and see if it works for you. And if it's not something you're experiencing, I'm sure someone you know is because that's just how life goes. So my my wish is, is well wishes for everyone to feel as good as they can no matter what they're dealing with and to know to know and to feel that there is possibility in pain. Right. And and you can investigate some more. Read what others have to say about this and Practice it yourself and listen to the guided meditation again if you'd like. And, you know, be open to the possibility that there is a different way. And if you want to share your journey with us or share some feedback or suggest something you want to hear us talk about, you can always email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. We love to hear from you. And, you know, comments, questions, whatever, please reach out. Yeah, it would be great to see some comments on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify so that others can get a sense for what's going on in this podcast. I think it is different than a lot of other meditation podcasts, and it may be a way for people that haven't been so familiar with this type of material to have it be accessible to them. And thank you, Dr. Frank Anderson, for all you bring to these conversations and all you bring to all of our lives. Very, very grateful for that. Yeah, and thank you, Lisa, for just being so open tonight and so honest and, you know, an example for the people that are struggling through these things where we're all struggling with our own issues. And so we'll do it together and we'll keep exploring awareness. And thanks so much for listening. We look forward to talking with each other and with you again very soon. Yes. Have a great week, everybody. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. 
Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.